everybody. Welcome to the Tech Raptor Podcast. I'm Robert Scarpanito, your features editor. Andrew Rodden, editor-in-chief. Rutledge Doggett, site founder. Andrew Stritch, zombie editor. And mm. this week we're going to talk about a little bit of Dying Light 2. So stick around for that. It'll be very interesting. We also got uh, Total War Warhammer 3 previews up and ready to go. Um, but first, let's talk about some news. Thank God, not that much news happened in the past week. It's been pretty chill. No, you know, it's just really quiet. Just Microsoft bought Blizzard. And no, Activision. no, and Activision, yeah, of course. And King. Can't forget King, of course. That's right. Candy Crush, baby. Yeah, but you know, it's a quiet week overall. Right, guys? Nothing crazy. Yeah, only is, only the, the biggest news of the week. past five years. <laughs> like, maybe the biggest news, I would almost say, ever. It's pretty big. I, the biggest, the is this the biggest news since Activision bought Blizzard? Maybe. I mean... Probably. I don't know. It's kind of nuts. It was such a little like this will be the kind of things that you know gamers tell their gaming children. I was here when this happened. I um, hope I hope we're not sitting around <laughs> like let me tell you about the time Microsoft back, bought back in the day. Let me tell you about the time Microsoft bought a company <laughs> embroiled in scandal. Yeah, but no, it was just it was just like it was such like a trickling like the the rumor sites were like. Yo, we hear that this might be a thing. And then Xbox is just like, boom, here it is. We've purchased out That's of pretty crazy. nowhere. It kind of reminded me of that guy that tweeted that he's like, I've been working on this story for a year and they just <laughs> they tweeted <laughs> he, it out. He just he just said it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. this is hot off the heels too of the Zynga acquisition last That's week. Right? We and, were just talking and, about it. Right. And back then, like just a week ago, it was like, yeah, this is the biggest acquisition ever. $12 billion, right? Like, phew, nothing can top that now we're six times that yeah microsoft yeah. comes in 68.7 billion dollar acquisition now it's not like fully done yet right like this is more they're announcing they're going to acquire oh, yeah. still has to go through some like approval processes with the ftc and whatnot it'll be a while but yeah like it's gonna be a while before you boot up you know an activision game and see a microsoft splash screen <laughs> on it right yeah mm-hmm. and even longer until you see call of duty no longer on playstation well, no, because Phil did tweet out that there yeah, had been talks yeah, that yeah. Call of Duty was going to remain. Whether that just means that like War Zones or the like the um, Battle Royale modes or multiplayer, but they're going to like lock campaign or some other specific part to Xbox. Microsoft's wording has been very. Eh. Very careful this week yes. in regards to that. So I'll, I'll be. I don't think we're going to see any change for a long time, but well, I will be curious to see. Yeah. So ask ask that question in three or four years from now. Is yeah. is Call of Duty a Xbox exclusive? Probably. Yeah, and that's the wild thing, right? Is that means Xbox is going to have both Halo and Call of Duty, which yeah. leaves what for in PlayStation? Gears. I guess Battlefield and, and Overwatch in Gears. Yeah. 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 Overwatch is also. Um, gonna be big overwatch 2 yeah if, if that can yeah. like turn things around for them i think what i mean i think this is on everyone's mind right it's like what does this mean for game pass because obviously this is a very it means wonderful things for game pass thank you for asking yeah. the question <laughs> course, i know i'm glad that we got the the pr guy for xbox game pass on the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah he is up. behind the twitter account yeah um, it's an insane deal for only 14.99 a month yeah, really I mean, is. so it did. It did hit what twenty five million subscribers, right? Like uh, Microsoft recently. Yeah, announced, that's huge. Is, 
pretty big. But I mean, think about it this way, right? Like a WoW subscription is like 12, 13, 14 bucks a month. It's 15 bucks. It's the same. If you do month is to it, month, yeah. yeah. If you do it's month to month, I mean, if you, if you, if you pay for a big chunk in advance, yeah, you get it less, but. Right. But now imagine if you have a Game Pass Ultimate subscription and then on top of that, they add in WoW. That'd be pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Too bad WoW back. fucking sucks now. So Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> no one would still play WoW because it seems pretty bad. You, but, oh, I was you talking know. lore nerd stuff earlier. Let's get into that. It's it's bad lore on top of it being extra nerdy. <laughs> WoW Let's get you sucks. to the rocker, Grandpa. <laughs> back in my day, right now, Arthas right was now the best. is when he's telling us about where he was when when the active Blizz got This purchased. is the Grandpa moment, and, and it all changed when that question mark at the custom map changed into a guy. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like talking about, you know, even even the Actablis backlog, because, you know, we saw, you know, after everything with Bethesda went through, we saw pretty much the entirety of the backlog that was available get moved onto onto Game Pass, onto the platforms where they could be. Um, You know, I wonder how far back they're going to go in terms of like the PC collection, because just you know yeah. if it's oh you've now got like diablo 1 diablo 2 diablo 3 you've got warcraft warcraft 2 you've got warcraft 3 on game pass for pc um, reforged I think obviously that, yeah i guess it would be started. it would be the reforged yeah because they they did release that i forgot well <laughs> don't forget awful. um that activision owns sierra's ips Sierra yeah. Entertainment. There's lots Laser of Laser Shoot Larry, King's Quest, a lot of those like older games that were mm, like pretty yeah. huge um in the nineties that it, I think I saw a um something about Ken Williams was like, Hey, I would love to do something with this. So that would be kind of cool to see like Ken and Roberta Williams make a comeback with some of their IPs. Um and just like the the possibilities are are awesome in terms mm-hmm. of what yeah. we might get to see um again it'd be it'd be interesting yeah because it's they're gonna own a lot of ips that haven't really been touched like activision in particular is is famous for like you know what we own all this ip but we're only making call of duty (laughs) i'm gonna shift everyone to call of duty yeah i would love if 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 microsoft just threw everything on game pass and then was like okay we'll give it a month and then whatever has the most downloads and plays we're gonna start working on that Mm-hmm. it'd be like there's ton like i'm thinking like starcraft 2 has been out forever and there's been nothing starcraft since that came out starcraft's a huge if, if there's anything starcraft related people would freak out like there's all kinds of stuff they could do and who knows what blizzard may have had going on behind the scenes i have no idea probably nothing but yeah well they're working on titan there's so <laughs> well that's overwatch <laughs> yes they uh there's just so much potential for a bunch of stuff there's so many old ips like, like, are the toys for Rob people? Are they actually, you know, going to the salt mines now? Or are they? Can they be saved? Mm. <laughs> like, so many people. Or vicarious visions. They yeah, can or them get yeah. their name back. God yeah. damn, they you got know, they got acquired, absorbed, and then name stripped off them in like yeah. six months. I felt so bad for, especially as someone who, you know, huge fan of Crash Bandicoot, huge fan of Spire of the Dragon. Um, I think that they worked on the the Crash Reignited trilogy, and then everything yeah. else got shifted over to Toys for Bob for Crash Four. Yeah. Um, 
Well, and it's after but, they just crushed everything too. They just yeah. it's not like they it's not like they had del- released a dud and they're like, all right, now we need to break you guys up. It's like no, you guys just killed it. Yep. <laughs> Congratulations. That's why they had to go. It's Nine out of ten game. Yeah. Off to the off to the mines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Off to the Call of Duty mines. Off fishing. Now you know when you think about it, do you guys remember the horrible BlizzCon? The, don't you guys have phones? That, now, was I, yeah, I don't remember it as horrible, yeah. but yeah, do you, like maybe that was foreshadowing. Because think about it, Xbox is on phones now. That's true, right? Oh. So maybe Diablo Immortal is going to be on phones, cloud gaming, you know, etc., so, etc. Maybe this has been in the works forever. Someone in Slack was saying Mikey Byer was a plant for the acquisition. <laughs> so, he's been converting people one, one at a yeah, time. He's been slowly, you know, gathering intel so Microsoft could also own him. just nudging Bobby. You talked to Phil lately? You talked to Phil lately? Cheeky, cheeky Phil, when all of this was going down, you know, when, when everything with ActaBliz began really blowing up and it was like two two weeks, two, three weeks ago or something that Phil was tweeting, you know, we're we're currently investigating and reevaluating our relationship and partnership with actively Activision over allegations. <laughs> for yeah. God, he he must have felt so great just sitting there giggling to himself as he hit send on that text, <laughs> as it's like we're fucking buying him. <laughs> uh, well, it's like what was it? What was the event that was? He had the Xbox on his shelf in the background oh, yeah. before yeah. it was shown. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. That's what I find interesting with this acquisition too. Is that right now it feels like Microsoft is one of like the good guys, right? Like just from a PR standpoint, like mm-hmm. they're built themselves up very much to be the quote unquote good guys of the industry, and they just acquired probably one of the worst bad guys, quote unquote, currently in right the industry. Now, yeah. yeah. So I think that's going to be a lot of. Um, I think we're going to see Phil be a lot more careful with his words moving forward i think it's gonna be interesting i think he's always been so careful about what he's saying but yeah they've they've been putting such a fantastic spin on everything you know there's still a company you know i i talk on the podcast all the time about how much of an xbox shill i am and stuff um but I know they're a company. They're looking for profits. They're looking for everything. Every yeah. well-structured PR statement has got a team of brilliant minds behind it. Um, you know, just just looking for for you know the extra interaction they can get. Um, but no, I think just the the kind of the good guy Phil Spencer like image that he has and he has really maintained and nurtured and. Um, grown since taking over he has um, he has been able to do PR wise an exact like a a complete 180 from where we were at the you know year one of the Xbox one oh yeah Um, it's amazing like it's almost you know it's sitting around waiting for that rug pull moment it's like man he's he's got an insane amount of goodwill behind him yeah like when do when do we get when do they decide all right we've got enough in there you know enough ammo now we're gonna fuck you guys up <laughs> like when does that moment happen yeah, yeah like i'm i'm definitely i'm just waiting for them to be like okay game pass is now 20 bucks a month um for game pass ultimate at least i'm 100 percent waiting for for that foot to drop 
Um, we also had that weirdness with Microsoft just a few weeks ago, like looking like they had pulled developer access, which a lot of people were using okay. mm-hmm. to load emulators onto their retail Xboxes. Because apparently the best way to play a GameCube game in 2022 is uh, is on an Xbox Series S. Microsoft um, solving Nintendo's problems again. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, but, the, you know, they... They were worried for a bit that, you know, developer accounts were getting deactivated and, you know, they came forward really quick and were like, oh, wait, no, we just did some routine maintenance. Don't worry, we're working on getting everyone's dev access back. Mm. It's like they just they don't even care really to to bother like relocking down their system as they're like, oh, no, people are, you know, playing illegal backups or anything. It's got to come from part of their background with like, you know, they're Microsoft so they make windows obviously and like they don't give a shit what you do to windows <laughs> like yeah. yeah what you own like so i wonder if it's part of like yeah we don't care like it's our software like it, the idea of it is it's in your hands do whatever the fuck you want with it we don't care well, they don't think... even care about what they do with windows <laughs> yeah i think part of it too right is that it's easy to forget when you're talking about it in the scope of video games but microsoft is like a granddad when it comes to tech industry you know it's old shit and they've been through some really rough patches, you know, like they've gotten sued for monopolies and stuff in the past with like Internet yeah. Explorer, Netscape and all that, right? So like they've been around, they know what it's like to have to Damn navigate Hasbro this sort being of shit. so litigious. <laughs> yeah, so this isn't their first rodeo, right? And I think that now we're seeing as, you know, they have the new CEO, Satya Nadella, and they're like going into all of this gaming stuff and they're getting further and further into it dropping 70 billion dollars just expand their gaming enterprise right like i think they know all the moves they're making more so than like some of these quote-unquote younger companies younger been around the block yeah exactly so like i think they're they know how to navigate this issue it's just going to be interesting to see how it goes from here right because there's so many different ways it could go Right. Like think yeah. think about how much it's going to change a conversation when like because every year a Call of Duty comes out every year, a ton of people buy it. And that's this is the reason that Activision puts so many of its eggs in that Call of Duty basket. Right. Now that's the Game Pass basket. Right. Because next next year, Call of Duty comes out October, November. Instead of it being like a $60 purchase, it's just a $15 subscription. And then you get yeah. all these other games. And also, <clears throat> you know, talking about the game pass bucket um game pass ultimate also includes the the ea service yeah yeah ea play that six months after an ea title release um it then gets put on their service so that's also you know the people buying fifa every year it's like if they can wait six months and then the new fifa is available um again as part of that $15 $15 subscription. Um, I mean, they're, they're doing what they want to do. What, you know, they've become Netflix at this point. We can say it. They've, they've become Netflix. They are, they are this subscription that you will just keep. And even if you don't use it one month, you'll, you might, you know, play one or two things the next month. And it's just easier to let that be a charge that you just forget that you will be getting every six months, a year because um, the value is unreal. Um, I I haven't spoken about it yet. I briefly brought it up in the company Slack, but for myself, 
um, in 2021 of the games that I completely finished, completely completed playing, um, I think it was 16 or 17 of them were Game Pass games. That's not counting any that I started and got partway through, started and stopped. Um, these are games that I just like from beginning to end um, on Game Pass, most of them day one, played, finished. If I had bought the games at that time, um, it would have rounded up to about $350. Uh, but I, you know, I, I paid 160 or something. <laughs> so you're saying they basically gave you like $200. Yeah, pretty much. That's how that I works guess how out, right? giving you money. As as someone like me who just like rails through games, yeah, um, loves free games. Yeah, loves free games. <laughs> um, it's just it's unreal, and you know I don't really play COD, but tell you what, I might. I haven't given it a shot in six years, but when the new one drops day one on Game Pass, like yeah, I'll probably load that up and. Give it a shot. The idea of having all the Call of Duty campaigns available. The campaign's are fun. I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. I mean, when you think about your habits there and compare that to the average, like, you know, someone who watches a lot of TV and movies, like, what do their Netflix habits look like? Mm-hmm. That's probably pretty similar. Like, maybe they finish or, like, get most of the way through maybe, like, 12 to 16 series or miniseries or movies. I know I'm still only on right. episode two of season two of Lock and Key. But I know that my Netflix subscription isn't going anywhere, so whenever I want to get back to that, I yeah. can. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's kind of the benefit, too, whether you finish the games or not. Uh, games Pass gives you that opportunity to try something you might not have tried otherwise and that you might actually like. So I think it, um, it also grants a lot of exposure to games that may not have been tried by people. And then people try those, they like them, they share with friends, their friends pick it up. It's kind of a, I mean, it's a win-win for everybody for the most part. A fantastic thing that I've also seen brought up on Twitter by um, Blind Guy Steve, Blind Gamer Steve. Uh, Steven Spohn? Yeah. Um, is for accessibility purposes, the ability to not have to pay additionally and to be able to load up the game and see if that is even a feasible game to play with a disability um, is also huge. And that's just an aspect that doesn't really ever come up in the Game Pass conversation um, that I guess, you know, in the past it would have been like demos is how you could figure out depending on your disability whether you are able to play it or not. Um, But, you know, for Game Pass, if it's new Call of Duty game comes out, you can either pay 60 bucks, wait for it to be in the bargain bin like months down the line, um, or just load it up if it works cool if not then that's like that that's not something that they that you would ever need to worry mm-hmm. about uh, financially one thing that i think is worth yeah. discussing too with this conversation right is obviously activision blizzard's been under a lot of heat right for mm-hmm. all the sexual misconduct and gender discrimination right and it, it's been pretty bad i'm sure if, if you listen to this podcast this isn't the first time you're hearing about it right um so it's interesting, right, that Microsoft just days before the acquisition was announced that their their board of directors announced that they're going to be redoing their own internal policy of like of sexual misconduct and gender discrimination with a goal of like releasing a transparent report about it. Again, just days before acquiring a company that's been mired 
in yeah. <laughs> this sort of stuff, right? Um, so it's not that Microsoft is saying it's because of Activision Blizzard we're doing it, but if you read between the lines, I could see that being one of the readings, perhaps. Again, PR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cynically, like that's always just like, all right, we got to get ahead of this, right? Like get this out of the way. But I mean, even if, cynic, if they're doing it for a cynical reason, if it has a positive outcome, I don't care. Yes. Yeah, for sure. That's how, that's, that's that's the best you can really hope for with a business because they're always going to have a cynical or self, you know, interest reason to do it. But if it also has a benefit to others, like, cool. That's been such a funny part of watching this announcement happen. The just the conflicting views or, you know, the people who are quite torn, you know, the the idea whether is Microsoft or are they not getting close to a monopoly? Should they be allowed to purchase such a large part of gaming and kind of conglomerate it in with themselves? But also, if this is a way that we can get Bobby Kotick out and we can fix Activision <laughs> Blizzard, then who that's yeah. that's pretty positive. Is that worth like, it? Go Monopoly. <laughs> uh, speaking of the, the Monopoly stuff, we we uh, so Phil had a um, interview with Washington Post where they're talking about stuff. We reported on some of what he said, some quotes from it. Uh, but one of the things that was interesting to me, and I don't think he meant this in an ominous way, but it comes across that way to me, is that he wants to see Xbox be you know, like analogous to Amazon has online shopping or Google has search engines and web browsers. He wants Xbox to be that for gaming. And it's Mm. like, oh, that's actually fucking scary, Phil. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I do not want that to be what they are at all because that's spooky. (laughs) We we know that the Xbox TV apps are going to be coming soon as well for smart TV. Yeah. So what about... Oh, that's right. Yeah. So if you, you know, you have Game Pass... You buy a new 4K TV, you hook it up to the internet, sync a Bluetooth Xbox controller, and you're playing Destiny 2 online with your friends in the same ecosystem as like on your PC. That's, yeah. I mean, the That's yeah, it's scary, but just like the 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 lowered barrier to entry is bananas. Oh yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of benefits, but just it's just the idea of like you know what we you know what gaming really needs it needs its own Amazon. And it's like Xbox oh, is gaming. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, if you want to stop that, you need to have competitors, right? And I think this is a good time to look at yeah. you know, what's what's the competition, right? Like, I mean, PlayStation's n- still huge. PlayStation's still huge, and Nintendo is Nintendo, you know. Um, but with PlayStation, right? With Sony, their stock dropped the day of the, the, the acquisition was yeah. announced, right? So it's not even that like... It's a big drop too. Yeah, so it wasn't that Sony fucked something up. You know, it's not like that they made a mistake. It's just that their competitor made such a 4D chess move that everyone else was like, oh, well, you know? Um, and we know that Sony is working on Spartacus, which is their totally not Game Pass competitor, right? Oh, yeah. But we still haven't seen it. I think there's... Isn't that supposed to... Like we're supposed to see something in spring twenty two, right? I, if if they're smart, it will be fast. It'll be yes. soon. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this news like fast tracked some yeah. of the Spartacus stuff. But even then, you have to wonder like, is this the competition that yeah. will rival Xbox? Right? Because if I remember right, we've we've seen leaks of what Spartacus could be like, and it's like a three tier system. Yeah, it's like weird. Yeah, and it's like the higher tier is like the second tier gets you essentially PlayStation Now, and the third tier gets you PS One, Two, and Three game emulation, right? Well, that's the the PS One, Two, Three. We don't 
even have confirmation. We've seen patents show up, but people are questioning whether those were patents that were relative to the process of emulation that the PlayStation 4 took on, because we had those like 50-something PS2 games that were sold for, um, <clears throat> for the PS4. But even at that point, it's... I mean, if, if Sony does come through with everything that they are saying, um, or like with everything that the rumors are saying, still they're going to be behind in the fact that first party day one, mm -hmm. and that if I have a PS2 game, I can't just put that into my PS5. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like you can with like an original, an original Xbox game or a 360 title. I'm just putting it in the, the disc tray. Right. One of the when we're talking about this competition stuff, like obviously you can talk about what PlayStation offers or Xbox offers and the services and games they have, blah 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 blah. Uh, but one of the I think that some people kind of like as you were mentioning that Microsoft is old tech, like they've been around the block a while. Um, they're also still one of the biggest companies in the world with the most money in the, the world. Yes. And yeah. Sony can't it doesn't even compare to that either. So like as big as it's it's PlayStation versus Xbox, it's like okay, yeah, they're comparable, but Sony and Microsoft not comparable. Like <laughs> as a Sony, company. Sony has always been products, not services. Yeah, and you've got yeah. Microsoft's other half, if you can even call it that, of the Azure wing, the Office three sixty five, all of these things that generate all of the money they need to An make a purchase like money. Activision Blizzard without even batting an eye. Well, like, and then. You know, I believe they're pulling directly from cash reserves for this purchase. Yeah, which is that's, a, that's insane. insane. To that have is that a much lot of money to have money cash. to sit around. That's that's an insane amount of money to just sit. Because yeah. this is also this you know definitely would not have been possible with the Xbox ten years ago because of how Xbox was still very much its own separate thing, mm -hmm. and with Phil Spencer as well, there was so much talks about how. Um, you know, he as the the head of Xbox got pulled in and like really became a proper like C level at at Microsoft and not just the head of Xbox, but that next level up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and another thing that's that's uh, worth thinking of because obviously it's it's really easy to just pin this as you know it's it's Sony versus Microsoft, PlayStation versus Xbox because those are the two biggest players, and then Nintendo's always. You know, and it's like its own corner doing whatever it's going to do. And it's always going to be that way with Nintendo. But PlayStation means, a, I, this is gonna, I don't know how to say it right, but like PlayStation means a lot more to Sony than Xbox means to Microsoft in some ways because PlayStation is, I don't remember what the percentage is, but it may, it's, it's the most significant chunk of money that Sony brings in comes from that division. And obviously, Xbox makes a shit ton of money for Microsoft, and it's it's a big deal. So it meet, but the in terms of the urgency, Sony needs to do something because mm -hmm. that it is by far their biggest money maker and the biggest piece of pie in what they do. And especially since they've been rolling back so much of what they have been putting out, like TVs and appliances and other stuff like that, they're not doing that as much. Right. So they're kind of all in on PlayStation, and they need it to work out. So they really need to get out of their head out of their ass when it comes to, oh, we are the prestige game place. We we will not give you this day one game because you will you will be happy to pay us sixty dollars or seventy dollars for the God of War Ragnarok because it is the prestige premier game. It's the the, the premium game. product. Exactly. 
that's the big question though, right? Is, you know, I, I do still think there's a place for like, if there's only one place you can play God of War Ragnarok, you can bet your ass that there's going to be a lot of people waiting in yep. line to play God of Definitely. War Ragnarok, right? Or like whatever Naughty Dog's next project is, or like even Horizon Forbidden West 2, right? Like there's going to be people who really do want to play those PlayStation exclusives. I'm one of them, right? Like, oh, like yeah. let's be honest, like they hit more often than they miss, right? They're usually really good. The thing is, if someone comes to me and is like, hey, I kind of want to get into gaming, what should I do? The answer is always going to be get an Xbox. That's it. Yep. Good game pass. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, that's it. If someone's new to gaming or just wants to, like, dip their toes in it, God of War Ragnarok's not going to do it for them, right? Like, Oh, definitely. And it's, I'm thinking back to, you know, it's just personal experience growing up. I You don't you don't have money. It was a, I lived at a secondhand store or gaming store where it was trade in a game. Like as soon as you beat a game, trade in and hopefully you can get enough credits for another one. Or like, hopefully it's one I can beat in 24 hours so I can return and get a full refund policy <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So it was like one game to the next and it was one and you, you just played that into the ground until you could somehow scrounge up something to play something else. And so the idea of uh, something like game pass, game pass existing at all for someone in the, that kind of situation is abs- like there's no question there's literally no debate of what mm-hmm. to do it's an accessibility issue essentially yeah like in, in a different way right like do you pay 500 dollars and then another 70 or do you pay 15 a month and you can play it on your tv with the xbox yeah app? that yeah the future if we're looking at it that way cloud like yeah you just you don't even need to buy the the console Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird with how they start measuring metrics and stuff. I guess Xbox for the longest time hasn't been reporting, you know, numbers of Xboxes sold, um, even as far back as the Xbox One. Um, you know, everyone was clear they were behind in sales, but you know, when it's to the point that well, someone can be one hundred percent part of the Xbox ecosystem because they have a Vizio smart TV. Um, it's just like it doesn't matter <laughs> game over yeah. man well that's yeah. and that's kind of where it seems like microsoft is looking ahead where it's like okay yo sony be happy with your console sales but we're looking to the future where consoles aren't even gonna matter mm-hmm. potentially or they're not gonna matter for a big portion of people because i think i don't think consoles are going anywhere for a while like we're, we've got consoles for a few generations still but a uh, stadia would beg to differ please check yourself (laughs) but the uh they're definitely looking ahead to that for sure yeah yeah i think it's just it's really about like i mean xbox has been saying this for a while it's about bringing the games to people right like that's kind of been their mission and so far they're really succeeding and beyond that creating a catalog where people will want to come to them for the games yeah. And so far, we just aren't seeing Sony make those similar moves. So it's starting to seem like they, they have a smaller and smaller catalog in a weird way, right? Like, it, it feels like their catalog is shrinking or that they're, they're mm-hmm. the things that people will want to go to them for are shrinking in a weird way, even though it's not. like It's not like they canceled yeah. a bunch of games or anything like that. Yeah. Well, it's just <laughs> when Microsoft buys... You know, Activision Blizzard, who, you know, BlizzCon's one of the biggest events of the year that comes up with a bunch of announcements, and Bethesda had their own E3 stage. It's like they have three E3 shows worth of companies under their umbrella now. If yeah, you want to wow. put it that way. It's like if you had three press conferences in one day, and it was just, just Microsoft stuff. That's Hell, I mean, Microsoft Day. 
An- yeah. Another another news story that we saw this week was the rumored release date of uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, mm-hmm. an Xbox <laughs> game releasing exclusively on PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's going to be in March, right? Allegedly. Suppose. Yeah, I think it's March twenty fourth. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. But based on a store listing leak, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Sony's going to have to figure out a response. They've. Not a direct one as much as maybe take a deeper look at what they're doing and say, how can we offer more value through some sort of, you know, PlayStation Plus, whatever, whatever other services they've got going on, because I don't pay any attention. I think, I think um, I've got it for them. Oh, yeah. Um, it is going to be that, you know, now you can purchase your own nft profile picture for your playstation <laughs> playstation is. that one's for you for free uh, feel right. free to feel free to take that idea and run with it i don't know i mean it'll be hexagon shaped it's the future man <laughs> that's the future I, I, it's hard for me to shake the idea that that sony not that they, they think they're better than everybody else but they definitely think their products are better than everybody else's including I mean, their they're, they're they're apple in a way superiority in a way complex. yeah i mean if they can find a way to deep dive into their their extensive catalog right yeah. going all the way back to ps1 and find a way to make that readily available to anyone like it'd be interesting it, like, that would be huge if they could make that happen are you but, still going to be buying that playstation one game for 20 bucks yeah that's yeah problem. i mean that's part of the problem too is the price is yeah. sometimes just surprising it hey here's this older game that we're bringing back that millions of people would probably buy but we're going to price it really high to really to just make kind it of hurt worth ourselves. it yeah. yeah i mean anything that is over anything that is over ten dollars is going to immediately cause internet trolls online to say well why don't i just get another month of game pass yep yeah hey yeah. i mean if they could provide a monthly service that gives you access to a huge library of games it, you know, way backwards yeah, like compatible. The PS2, like, that would be huge. The PS1 mm-hmm. libraries are kind of un- incomparable. Like, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think I that just... could be a huge win for them if they could go back and say, maybe we're, we, we, let's start with getting our older catalog more readily available to the masses where you don't have to pay $75 on eBay to get a copy of a game you want to play. Um, and, and just make it available on PlayStation get some sort of a cloud offering that you can play it pretty much anywhere you then... kind of can with playstation now kind of kind, yeah that's the thing it's kind people of... forget playstation now exists i think but also playstation now used to be more places you used to be able to do it on your computer or via your tv mm-hmm. if you had a sony tv but then they dialed that back yeah. so i don't know whether they would be able to respin that up again and again a lot of that was because of price yeah yeah but they've I got to figure like... out their pricing model because I think that's what's hurting them the most when it comes to these this older catalog. I think an older catalog, but they also like if you think of like the first party um, games that they have or developers that make games for them, they only make the AAA humongous budget games. Like they don't have any of your mid tier, your your smaller games in their wheelhouse anywhere. Yeah, and they they don't have that variety where it's like okay, here's you know here's a forty dollar you know wasteland 2 kind of like game or like some or something like that or waste they don't have that here's kind of grounded stuff going on yeah, yeah they don't have a smaller mm-hmm. you know still just great thing like 
and that they they just don't have that variety in their catalog. Yeah, makes you. And I think I think too to Nintendo, right? Like I used to. So like I still think Nintendo they've they've figured it out where it's like they have their own niche, right? Like they don't necessarily need to directly compare or yep. compete with Xbox and PlayStation, right? Because they're just like it's a handheld hybrid thing. Right? Well, like, I mean they've been they've had this philosophy since the Wii, right? So they, you know they're they'll probably be fine and like mario pokemon like those are such strong brands that they will be fine on their own but i did just realize banjo kazooie and fucking a zelda game came out on their playstation now just this past week right like that's right they're they're at least tapping into their old catalog too very slowly but they're doing it extremely i mean this is this has always been nintendo's problem as well that i remember back on the 3ds like the the emulation wrapper that they used for Game Boy games was just compatible with regular ROM files. Um, I know that I wrote something, and this was like eight years ago now or something. I was still in college when I uh, when I, when this big news was coming out that you could trick the 3DS into looking at your SD card and replacing you know whatever ROM file it was running in its own internal emulation. And it would like instead get pointed towards that. Mm. So any Game Boy game, any Game Boy Advance game, as long as it was like within a certain file size parameters, um, it all worked. But Nintendo was, you know, charging 20 bucks for a Game Boy Color game to with, you know, only with save states to play on your 3DS that then you couldn't, you know, activate that purchase on any other platform. People who bought, um, Majora's Mask on the Wii had to rebuy it for the Wii U and it's now in a separate subscription service for the Switch. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah Nintendo, Nintendo is just so slow out. to adopt that. Yeah, but at least they're they're doing it, right? They're trying like, something. They're trying. I mean, and like Nintendo's always gonna be the weird little whatever they're doing. And like you said, like I th- whenever those come out, like Pokemon is by like the biggest media franchise in the world by like a lot, like in terms of money they brought in, it's like absurd every time I think about it. It's like more than Marvel and Star Wars combined, mm-hmm. like something insane like that. And so like Nintendo had and Mario's also like a top five brand, and it's, so it's like they'll be fine. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'll be fine. Yeah, and I mean we're we're on on the dawn of a new Pokemon game coming out too, right? Like. Yeah, but a new we're, era we're about Pokemon, to see it yeah. in action. We've been seeing it in action. <laughs> Very <laughs> yeah, publicly is in people's hands. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like the sales of it and how much people are probably going to oh, talk yeah. about it. And like just it's it's gonna be a big deal no matter what. Even with you know, there I think I feel like that narrative of oh, the switch is kind of weak has become oh. stronger and stronger, right? And since since its release. It's been five years now. Um but Sucks to suck. It's the only place you can play Pokemon. It's the only place you can play uh, Kirby the Forgotten Land. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) The Lost of Kirby 2. Yeah. How Uh, amazing would that be as a game? Right. (laughs) You just come in and someone clubs Meta Knight to death. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Kirby gets dark. He just eats people but doesn't take their power. He just eats them. That's it. Spits, chews them up, spits them out. Look at me. I'm the zombie now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard. That's, well, will buy. So wild. Still. I don't think we're going to get anything this big for a long time. I'm calling it now. This is biggest news of 2022. 
Oh, I like I, I know that I, I know that we're not even done January, but this is it. It's, yeah. this is it. it's well, game over. You know, prediction. Do you think Sony is going to start doing some talk for like I don't know an EA or like EA's big? You know, I don't know. Ubisoft pretty EA's so. huge and messy because EA's got all those various like sport licenses and other things going on. Like it's a big ball of mess. Yes, EA's Activision happily partnered duty with Xbox and, right now as well. <laughs> well let's get it from this position. Microsoft's market cap is two point two trillion dollars. Yeah, Sony's market cap is one hundred and thirty nine billion. Yeah. So Microsoft just paid more than half of Sony's market cap for a company. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is like, insane. Like Ubisoft's of, market cap is seven point two nine billion. Pardon um, my French, but that's just big dick energy, yeah. big old <laughs> swinging dong energy. Uh, that's, it really is. That, that's why it's, it's kind of like in the end game. It's like how does how does PlayStation win out when you? Know, Microsoft has literally unlimited resources in terms of firepower. And now, especially now that, as Stretch was saying, like we've seen it over the last decade, like Microsoft's really investing in Xbox, where before it was like, oh, they're just off doing their own thing. It's like, no, this is a pillar of the company now. <laughs> and once they have that mindset, it's like sky's the fucking limit. Like those, they're nobody. Like like Phil said, he wants to be the Amazon of gaming or like whatever. Like they have the money to do that. Yeah, yeah they, they have this huge backing behind them of, you know, Microsoft, who is already a titan in and of itself. And then you start building out this Xbox service that is now becoming a titan within a titan. And it, it's just crazy to look at, you know, pull up the market caps and be like, and you always think of these companies like Tencent, like, wow, they're huge. They're buying all this stuff. Yeah. They're a fourth of the size of Microsoft in terms of micro, yeah. market cap. And that is just like, almost unfathomable to yeah. think about it's um, as like as as in terms of watching these behemoths these titans of industry going at it conglomerating um taking swings at each other it is absolutely terrifying just like the the sheer you know people see 6.8 billion and you know that's whatever but if you like really attempted to conceptualize the idea of how much money that is is yeah. ludicrous it is terrifying as like a single person um but as a consumer it is just the most exciting thing <laughs> yeah yeah like looking it, at it from a business perspective it is scary to think about uh, but as a consumer and seeing xbox grow the way it has in terms of value and in, in terms of how it's probably shifted each and of our each in our own like how we play games in, in 2022 it's it's pretty crazy um, yeah I think that and with the passion that, that Phil Spencer has towards it and um, just how much effort and time he he's put into every partnership and every deal um, I don't think we're even close to being done I don't think I don't think Microsoft will stop until they get hit with a monopoly charge from from the government if they do, gonna keep I, I, I think they'll just boundary. keep buying as long as they can um i mean i think the boundary would crazy. be if they tried to buy sony that would be the monopoly right there yeah right. sony or tencent for sure mm -hmm. imagine playstation being an xbox brand <laughs> that's Boy. nuts like and yeah. we've talked about embracer buying just a metric fuck ton of companies over the last year their market cap is only 10 billion 
Yeah, they buy small stuff. Yeah, yeah but but just the rate at which they've bought stuff, you would think oh, yeah. that, that they were a much larger company. But hey, it's someday, just, you know, it's once they nuts. make all those IPs, <laughs> they're yeah, one one you know two thousand IPs they own now. Yeah, they're they're incubating. You know, that's right. That's right. Wild. Just nuts. Wow. All right, so that, we just talked about one news story. <laughs> that's, all right, that's now, we have a couple news stories within that. Now, now we're yeah, talking. Uh, it's Garfield time, right? <laughs> yeah, there, there are going to be three Garfield games. Look out for them. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, that's, they that's won't, it. No, they won't come out on Mondays, though. Yeah. Something that's something what lasagna. Podcast. Something hates Mondays. Exactly. Yeah. Odie. Let, let's talk. Let's talk about some games because we've got some pretty cool games that we've uh, we've all been playing here. Uh, Total War. Warhammer 3. On, you want to tell us about that? Yeah, so I mean, all right. So Total War people, you've you've seen the news. I'm going to talk to you non-Total War people now. Oh, okay. Um so on uh a couple weeks ago, I had the opportunity to, to play eight I had well I had access to play the game for 8 hours. I think I played for like 6 or something. So it's pretty good. Fake game. Um, Continue. <laughs> and I'm not stretch. <laughs> He would have found a way to keep access going. Yeah. He'd still be, but uh, he would have played twelve hours in that eight-hour window. Yeah, on the site right now, you can see the general impressions of of playing the Total War uh, Warhammer Three map, the campaign map, and the new stuff that's coming to the game. And then I also had a, the opportunity to play two factions: Grand Cathay, which is like the China-inspired new faction that's just been made for this game. And then uh, Chaos Undivided, or the, the Demons of Chaos, what they're calling it in there. So there's impressions on the site of all of that and what goes into them. Um, but in terms of, so I've been, when I got done playing Warhammer 3 and I talked to the devs some, uh, the takeaway is like, I can't think of a better franchise or a better game that has this insane amount of support at this level of quality for a niche genre. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can't, there's nothing comparable to it. Because Total War is niche. It's not, it, it kind of fits in the 4X realm, but not. Kind of fits in the RTS realm, but not. It's kind of its own thing. Yeah. Um, like a, and it, it not does even what it, strategy, right? Yeah, it doesn't even really fit in that perfectly. Like, it's kind of its own mishmash of stuff. And it does it insanely well. And, like, the Warhammer IP, there is no better IP for it. Like, I can't, there's nothing that fits in better with what they've done. Um, but for people that have been kind of interested, but it seems like it's too unwieldy or too big, or there's too much going on. One, you're not wrong. There's a shitload going on. Um, but two, it's coming to game pass when it releases next month. So you'll have a chance to try it out if you want. Um, and if you don't know anything about it, um, like it's, it's kind of like take, you know, the Civilization series and mash that with some kind of RTS series where instead of your two things fighting on the map with just, you know, a simple animation, you're actually going into a battle map and fighting somebody. Mm. That's more or less what Total War is. You know, how, how would you compare it to another recent Game Pass uh, entrant, uh, Age of Empires 4? The... Uh, if, the only way that they're comparable is that you're moving sets of unit on a screen. <laughs> they're <laughs> so far vastly different from one another that it's like, it's hard to compare. That's why it doesn't really fit. It doesn't fit into your traditional RTS genre. Mm. I can tell you fiddle with it. I can't, I can't really 
you'll just have to see it because there's 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 bodies of units where it's an actual like army where instead of you know i have 10 archers it's no i have one archer unit that's got 30 archers in it and then i have four or five of those units so i have like 150 archers or whatever show up mm. in it or whatever it might be but anyway with warhammer 3 there's so much stuff total war warhammer 3 there's so much stuff going on on the map and so many new additions it, it's kind of wild and what they what they've done that's really cool is that they've made the lore a lot more forefront in this map and the warhammer lore is deep and insane like yes. it's crazy <laughs> Um, you, you were telling us about some in the pre-show. Yeah, the it's, it's like, I can't, like, I don't know a lot about it. I know some. I don't read into it. I don't read the books. There's like a billion books in Warhammer. Um, and, but if you find someone that you know that's like into it, just be like, hey, give me your favorite like backstory on a, a lord or like a named person in the universe. Mm-hmm. And what you'll hear will be batshit. And you're like, what the fuck? Did you just tell me? <laughs> and it, but it will be rad at the same time. Like you'll be like, so, this is crazy. So as as someone you said that you knew only like a, a bits and pieces of the lore. Yeah. Um, are you like lost in it? Like, you know, if I haven't played if I'm not familiar with Warhammer or I haven't played Total War Warhammer one or two. Um, uh, like, maybe a I, little bit because there's going to be and... some details, but I guess it's mostly. Um, but it's it's an entertaining lore. Well, it's, it's entertaining and it's 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 familiar in a way. So like in the Warhammer three, the big thing is that there's the the agents of chaos are invading the world, and there's the four chaos gods who all kind of have their own affinity to something, mm. like. Corn is one of the gods, and they, if you've ever heard "Blood for the Blood God" said by anybody, yeah, that's for Corn, and it's basically like, hey, just fucking murder people and throw blood everywhere. That's Corn, <laughs> like that's kind of his deal. Like everything's red and fire and kill, and he's the um, one that has all those offspring, right? Offspring. Oh, <laughs> wait, <laughs> the children of the Corn. <laughs> I get it. And then there's like Nurgle. Is the, this is the real name of a god, chaos god? <laughs> right. He's <laughs> going to be in the new Garfield the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nurgle's the is Garfield's new enemy. Uh, he loves Mondays, but <laughs> Nurgle's all about uh, like just spreading disease and chaos and like pestilence everywhere. So anyway, these gods have have invaded, and you're trying to fight against. Them. So it's 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 stuff that you know, and like elves are elves, dwarves are dwarves. Like it's, it, things are familiar. They definitely have yeah. their own Warhammer uh, flavor to them, but it's it's all of it's pretty familiar enough. Like I don't know a lot about most of the lords that I play. I don't know their history, but like basically anybody that's named in it has got an entirely like a four or 5,000 word Wikipedia entry that you could read on them if you really wanted to, <laughs> to know everything about them. But one of the things, so one of the things, just to try to sell it to some people, mm-hmm. one of the things that I love a lot, so I like dwarves a lot. And one, uh, what I love about them, and they're, they're an old one. They're not really in Warhammer 3. There's nothing new for them. So if you don't think that there is, if you're wanting to hear something about them, but what I love, one of the things I love about them, they have a, a, a mechanic that that in their lore they literally keep a book of grudges, nice. Where they write in their own blood. Let's say like some some dude wronged him, 
Like, hey, this dude ambushed us. And they'll write that down. Fuck this guy. Someone get fucking revenge on this guy. And they keep that in a book forever until they get revenge. (laughs) (laughs) And they have this massive blood-written book of all the shit people have done to them. And they... They're, they're like the populace gets mad at you and starts you, you lose your public order and they start to get restless if you have not made good on a grudge in a while like oh, all right dude we good. have some fucking revenge we need to get going here get moving like <laughs> that's fun and so like they have that kind of stuff is for everybody there's something in there's so many different factions so many different lords so much lore like it's it's such a crazy good game like in series if you're at all interested in wacky warhammer shit or you've tried you thought eh, i don't know about total war yet total war warhammer is a little more interesting because it's not like standard like okay you know you have your regular footmen fighting each other it's like okay i have a, a giant rat ogre thing that's gonna fight something and there's a big right. cannon back here and oh yeah here's my fire breathing dragon and like magic and shit where i can blow people up like it's it's anything and everything is going on and that game. and when does it come out I think February 17th, I think. Okay, cool. And it comes out on Game Pass, so it's worth a shot. Like, yes, it's I'll definitely, give, un, definitely it unwieldy. <laughs> There's a lot to, that goes into it. Um, but it's it's got some of the biggest payoffs. And, like, like seriously, the Warhammer lore is crazy mm. and, and fun. Oh, yeah. and one thing I should mention, if people didn't know, like, Grand Cathay is the, is the new faction in this. Right. What's really neat about it is that it, it it was referenced in Warhammer Fantasy before. Games Workshop, who owns Warhammer, has just kind of abandoned Fantasy. They said, okay, we're done with that. We're moving on to a new setting. But because of how popular the Total War Warhammer series have been, they've re- they're revisiting Fantasy and adding stuff to it. Ooh. And they built out Grand Cathay as an army specifically for Total War Warhammer 3. And it's going to be a real one for the tabletop game. That creative assembly, the devs behind Total War Warhammer helped make. That's pretty cool. That's pretty rad. Yeah. So they're reviving something that people were very unhappy to see go. <laughs> Extremely <laughs> unhappy with what happened. But yeah. uh, so it's neat to see that that gets some love. It just based on what's really a niche game being made so well that it's it's going it's selling crazy well. Mm. It sounds like it'd be a really good just like Saturday afternoon, like you have no plans, just like sink Dude, into it kind of game, you know? It's definitely that one more turn. Mm is strong (laughs) like love those games it's strong in there it's yeah hell yeah well that's total war colon warhammer 3 right not total not total warhammer that's right it's total war warhammer (laughs) two different words they're not combined (laughs) that's pretty great dying light 2 rut yeah we've been killing zombies you got early access Yep, yep. We got access. Stretch and I did um, a couple days ago, as did some of our other staff. So we'll have a review, we'll have a preview, we'll have features, guides, you name it. Um, we're gonna be uh, there's a lot of us playing, and it's uh, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's for me, really it's pretty fun. good so far. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rut, you said that you you had never played the original Dying Light, right? No, we so we went to E3 in 2018 and we saw the behind closed doors thing. And I was like, this is a game that I think I could definitely get into. Um, oh, my God. This whole time I thought you're this big Dying Light fan with how much you've talked about Dying Light 2 the past like two <laughs> years. I'm like, my God. And you haven't even played it? No. He's a fake fan. <laughs> fake fan. No. 
I just keep well, seeing everything they say is gonna be a part of it, and I'm like, yeah, this sounds like a game I'd like. Okay. Yeah, so I I um I 100 completed the original base game and the first DLC. Um, I didn't get around to picking up the the additional DLC, so I ran that game to the ground. Um, and that was 200 hours, 300 hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, only 150. You know, I was <sighs> I was really light into it. Mm. Um, but Dying Light Two so far, really really cool. Um, obviously we can't really say much story related. Um, but in terms of like the parkour feels great. The, one of the things that I love about the first dying light that is definitely coming up with dying light two. Um, and I'm only five or six hours into the game at the moment, um, is just how you feel so weak at the beginning of the game. And they've added in some extra things like, you know, you can only be in darkness for a little bit of time. Uh, at the start of the game, as you build yourself up, you can you can afford to be in the dark. And that's not just at night. That's like if you are in a building that you do not have a, a, like a direct line to sunlight, there is a countdown timer. Um, so it, it makes some of these early missions like really tense. Um, they do such a good job setting the atmosphere. Um, I've been playing with headphones on. And it's been terrifying, heart racing. Uh, when you get to like halfway in your meter, um, a little like a beep or a cough will happen. There's been so many times that I have been like in the middle of stealthing through like eight zombies in a room that are all like asleep. You know, I've got a weapon half broken. Don't want to uh, don't want to waste any more of it. Silence, silent, silence. And then just <clears throat> and it just freaks me out every time they've added some really cool stuff with the parkour you kind of for the more difficult to reach like uh ledges and stuff there's like a little bit of a magnetism to it Mm. um which is super helpful you know it it definitely means that you make those jumps you can definitely feel the magnetism happening like but if you're close it, enough, the game just kind of gives you a last push you over. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like you know if there was like a funnel, if you're like trying to jump onto like a smokestack or something. It's like imagine there's like a a funnel above it that like as long as your character is in it, they'll get like drawn that little bit further to um to landing correctly. Mm. And I don't know if you've noticed, Rut, but the way that the music reacts when you're parkouring mm-hmm. is so cool. It's like music will be playing. Everything will be normal. Like, you know, whatever is going on when you like make a jump over a building, the music will like slow down. It's 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 so cinematic. It's so much fun. It'll slow down or like like, slows down a little bit when you're making those massive jumps. It's like very like it 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 pulls your it pulls your stomach up into the chest as you're like but up but up but up but up but up and it like kicks in again when you land. It's so cool. It's such like a neat little thing. Um, but I guess you know playing on headphones on my PC, I've just been getting so into the atmosphere they, of the game. Do they yell parkour like Michael Scott? Parkour, 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 parkour. <laughs> but do you yell parkour? Yeah, are you doing it? <laughs> One one odd omission is, and I'm not, I haven't like looked at the full skill tree, but at least at the start of the game, there's no slide. So 
yeah, that's you, thrown me a couple times. I was like, yeah, I'll just run up to this, hit crouch and slide, assuming that was a thing. I just ran right into the wall. Yeah, you you run into it, crouch, go through, uncrouch, and start running again. Yeah. It's like, what what what's going on? <laughs> that does feel like a, like I feel like that's just in my brain. I would assume it right based on the parkour and everything, or yeah. literally every other game that has slide. Yeah, you know? yeah, true. But no, so for you know for where I am at least as a big fan of the first Dying Light. Um, parkour feels really good. Gameplay feels really good. Story's been fun so far. Um, mm. Definitely front-loaded for a lot of stuff. Uh, so I'm definitely still like waiting in the in the terms, the names, the places, the everything. So what kind of vibe uh, is Dying Light? I've never played Dying Light. So is it like a, like we're super serious, we're telling you a serious, dramatic zombie story? Or is um, it like it's a bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah they yeah. they get they get around it with like you'll meet the people at you know their their own safe house that are like you know really blase about the whole apocalypse thing because like they've made their own little like niche safe spot in the world you know there's the authoritarians there's the people who just like you know oh the gamers the coming of the <laughs> oh no there's the people who like praise the coming of the zombies and <laughs> Um, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a really fully fleshed out world. The world feels lived in. And I think that that's a, okay. it's a compliment that I've really started to like giving games. If yeah, the, if the very... protagonist was not there, I can imagine the lives that all of these NPCs would be leading. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it, do, no, it that... does feel very real. Like if this actually happened, yeah, this is very believable in, in the kind of what, like dynamics and what the environment would look like. Yeah. Right, that's definitely so, hard to achieve. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious: does it feel like? Because I know it's also open world, right? So do you often feel like I have to get to the next mission? Like, is the pacing of it that way, or do you kind of feel like there are these these moments where you can kind of chill and? I'm Bro, just my ADD just takes over. I'm like, ooh, another point. <laughs> ooh, another point. Um, mm-hmm. Ooh, I definitely shouldn't have done this because I just got shit stomped. Um, yeah. because there is like a level of certain areas are, are higher level and you have to either be more careful or just avoid them until you've geared up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there's at times there's almost overload of the stuff that's around you in terms of there's, um, dark hollows that you can explore, but you have to wait until night for that, or it just won't end well for you. And then there's, um, you know, uh, windmills, there that you can climb up there's water towers that are a thing i still don't know what they are even um there's a whole bunch of like deep quarantine area that like you know and a a lot of this i know from the from the publicly available um trophy list Mm. um and you know so there's a lot going on if you want to if you sit down and you're like man i'm in really in a mood to explore that's definitely something that you can do if you're in the mood to parkour if you're in the mood for combat um they really you know they lay everything out at you Mm. uh, at your feet because that's the thing i think i'm most excited about with the game is exploration and the parkouring of it because you know i I think to mirror's edge catalyst y'all remember that game (laughs) yeah yeah. mirror's edge too and the story of it was meh camping was but just running around that city felt so cool um, it, it has big mirrors edge vibes okay and all right like around the city as well you know it's not things won't be uh highlighted red or anything but there's like you know people who have created like 
faux shitty structures to like give you a bit of a better ramp off one building mm. um to to get to another or like half half made rope bridges that you need to like short hop across um it it does a really good job as but it doesn't feel video gamey i think right. which is another pretty impressive thing that they have built a world fit for parkour um but it hasn't been like you know you you load up a tony hawk game and it's like <laughs> oh well everything has been made skatable um yeah. you know this this doesn't feel like oh everything has been purposefully made for my as the main character privilege to to parkour around right it's like a like natural context clues yeah it feels yeah. realistic right mm. even the even some of the like rest areas make sense um in terms of they're not just like placed here um it's like this is a barricaded building that you have to you know find your way into so that you can unlock the rest area or the respawn zone um right. and same thing with like the the dark hollows the um and just the random things that are littered throughout the map it all feels very real and believable rather than like you said kind of tony hawk-esque um this was made for this specific purpose so what about uh oh fighting the old zombies is that all like that so it's dying like two it was dying like one where it's like all right i'm just gonna be fucking I... mow, mowing them down or combat for me was one of the weakest parts of the first dying light um like it's it's fun when you get like more combo moves and stuff later it definitely feels much better but much like any first person melee fighting it's uh, it's no one has quite yet figured out how to make first person melee combat good it's a whole bunch of moving forward and backwards and strafing and mechanically yeah. mashing the attack button um, basically we have not improved since like morrowind it feels like yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've been there, stuck there at is that some forever fun stuff with what type of weapon you have like if you have a bludgeoning weapon then you can like take out a zombo's knees and it will like hit to the ground or mm. if you have a slashing weapon and go for the head even if they still have their health like some health remaining whatever like the percentage chance is um, you might just lop that zombie's head right off. Um, and, you know, obviously at that point, it's not going to be much of a problem. So my most important question, do they call them zombies? Yeah, they call zombies. Actually, yes. I don't oh. think that I've heard anyone say what they're called. Oh, oh they're no. just in them? I think they just say infected. Yeah, I think they might uh. just say infected. That's one of they the They call them zombinis, Otten. There you go. Oh, That's dude. <laughs> Let's talk about Zumbinis. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's not talk about Zumbinis. Look out Zumbini. for that big Zumbini. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, bring me back to Math first grade. Problems. Uh, no, I, okay. Infect is, I guess, one of the least egregious. But it's yeah, cool. It's a, I, yeah. I still need to... Um, my my preview should be going up. I st- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself a challenge here. My preview should be up on Monday. <laughs> Uh, I currently have two sentences in that draft, so Ooh. let's hope it's up there. But it's um... wild. We're recording this on Sunday at midnight too, so this man's just <laughs> mad dashing to the finish. Actually, line. yeah, no need to give context. It is currently two p.m. on Saturday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can Poor you Sam. can probably go to the site right now or in the next few hours and find that preview. 
Otten, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that, dude, I think yeah, you should Sam's, be apologizing to Sam. Yeah, it's Sam's problem. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I just oh, well. schedule it. <laughs> well, that's Dying Light 2. I think the, the full game comes out, remind me, February 4th? February 2nd. Oh, the second. Where our oh, embargo is oh. the second. Yeah. Okay. So embargo yeah. time, you'll see Dying Light stuff dropping on, on February 2nd. Um, <laughs> but there's still, I, I guess it's worth noting that even with that, that embargo, we're supposed to hold some stuff back a little bit in terms mm-hmm. of later game things. Uh, until release don't want you to um, spoil which, it yeah, yeah otherwise I mean, you spoil it for the people that might be playing the game right like we don't plan on just being like and this is the ending or whatever yeah. well, i think that does it for this monstrous episode today guys microsoft is gonna buy activision blizzard i still can't get over that right that's nuts uh we that was not you... what i expected to wake up to on monday right i sat down had my coffee opened twitter the first words out of my mouth were holy shit <laughs> well that does it for this week's episode of the tech driver podcast we hope you enjoyed it and if you did feel free to leave a review for us on itunes or if you're watching us on youtube a thumbs up and a subscription would be really great and let us know in the comments below what do you think about the microsoft acquisition of, of activision blizzard are there old games that you want to see revived from under the microsoft umbrella perhaps zork who knows right see i was going to mention that too yeah <laughs> Yeah, let us know if you want to see a Zork revival. Um, And if you want to see more of us, you can check out techraptor.net where we have reviews, features, previews, news, etc. Always going up every day. Or you can wait right here on this feed next week where we will be back on Monday. We'll see you then. I just forgot. We didn't say something. Did you all see the the Peppa Pig uh, next gen trailer? Thanks for coming, everyone. See you later. (laughs)